Hello and welcome to another podcast from School of Surgery. Today we're going to talk about pancreatitis. I'm here with Mr. Bala, who's a surgical registrar. Hello there, thanks for talking to us today. Hello, Keith. So basically today we're going to talk about the definition of pancreatitis, the most important causes, some of the signs and symptoms you may see, the best investigations in terms of pancreatitis, and finally a scoring system. So first of all, could you tell me what pancreatitis is? So the easiest definition is pancreatitis is the inflammation of the pancreas. And there's two main types. Uh, it could be acute pancreatitis or chronic pancreatitis. Okay. And in terms of causes, what are the most important causes to exclude? Well, the commonest causes of acute pancreatitis are gallstones and binge drinking. So having too much alcohol on one occasion. The commonest cause for chronic pancreatitis that we see in the UK is usually alcoholism. So that's repetitive bouts of acute pancreatitis. Okay. Now, for the medical students out there, there are some other causes of pancreatitis, most of them much more rare, but a way of remembering it is the mnemonic get smashed. And in this, we have G standing for gallstones, E for ethanol or alcohol, T is for trauma, S for steroids, M for mumps, A for autoimmune, such as SLE, S is for scorpion venom, H is for hyperlipidemia or calcemia, E is for ERCP, so an iatrogenic cause, and D for drugs, the commonest being azathioprine. And moving on to when we see a patient in the surgical assessment unit, I know that patients with pancreatitis commonly present with severe epigastric pain and persistent vomiting, but would you be able to elaborate on the signs and symptoms we may see in these patients? Well, let's start with the symptoms first. The commonest complaint is pain. The pain is usually um, central, radiates to the back, and has occurred suddenly. Next, if we look at common signs, patients can be pyrexial, but not always. But they're usually tachycardic, and they could well be hypotensive. So signs of shock. Okay. And then in terms of investigations, certainly as a junior doctor, what are the initial investigations we should be considering? Well, as with uh, any other disease, the first thing we should do is take a decent history. The detailed history helps us try and highlight which one of those potential causes is the cause. Next, a thorough examination of the patient, which would include abdominal examination as well as cardiovascular examinations. Then we move on to bloods. All blood tests uh, are important in these patients, but especially uh, looking at liver function tests and looking at the amylase level. Characteristically, the amylase level is three to five times higher than um, the normal range. And that uh, helps make our diagnosis of pancreatitis. After the blood tests, you can also look for amylase in the urine, uh, which is very useful, especially in patients with chronic pancreatitis who may not have this massive rise in amylase. Okay, that's interesting. I think the key take-home message in terms of measuring amylase and lipase in the blood serum are that they start to rise quite quickly after the onset of the disease, sometimes in a matter of hours. However, their peak concentration is between 12 and 72 hours. So if a patient comes to SAU after that time frame and you're strongly suspicious of pancreatitis, you could measure amylase in the urine, where the peak concentrations appear much later in the time course of the disease. And therefore, this would help you confirm the diagnosis. Now, as we mentioned at the beginning, we'll be talking about scoring. So would you be able to tell us a little bit about a scoring system? All of this information helps us score the patient. And it's the scoring that's, in, that's the key to, for us to find out uh, 
how well the patient is going to do. Okay. And what's the most routinely or commonly used scoring system that we see in our hospitals? Well, we usually use the Glasgow or modified Glasgow scoring system, I should say. Uh, And it's quite easy to remember because of the mnemonic pancreas. Okay. And for everyone out there like myself who can't remember that just uh, on the off chance, pancreas, the mnemonic. Basically, the P stands for uh, a PaO2 of less than 8, so the patient's hypoxic. The age being over 55. N for neutrophils white cell count above 15, C is for calcium with a serum level less than 2, R is for renal function with a urea more than 16, E is for enzymes with LDH greater than 600 or AST greater than 200, A is for albumin being less than 32, and S for sugar, a sneaky one, blood glucose being more than 10. And in terms of interpretation of the result, a score of 3 or more would indicate potential severe disease and referral for either HD or ITU care should be considered. Okay, and then finally, we were just thinking about some further investigations, and uh, I have heard people mentioning a CT scan. When should this be considered in pancreatitis? Well, if your patient is failing to progress with normal treatment, and you're worried that the patient's going to develop complications of pancreatitis, a CT scan is very useful for looking at the pancreas itself. Usually, we organise a CT scan in 24 or 48 hours if our patient's deteriorating. Okay. I think it's important to mention that in pancreatitis, the CT should be with contrast. And this is because contrast isn't taken up into areas of the pancreas where there's necrosis, which it's important to establish. On the CT, you can also look for gas bubbles, which is an indication of infected necrosis. This could potentially indicate surgical management, which is rare in pancreatitis, but would include a pancreatic necrosectomy or removal of the necrotic material from the pancreatic bed. Now, the most important aspect of pancreatitis, as we know these patients can be very sick, is the management. And the first thing I should mention, as even I can answer this, is that during these investigations, we should be doing uh, our important management principles at the same time, so simultaneous investigation and supportive management. But in terms of actually treating pancreatitis, is, is there any definitive treatment? Not really. Uh, the treatment involves supportive care. So the most important thing is to get oxygen on your patient Mm -hmm. and to get some intravenous access and fluid going through. Uh, These two things are the most important management um, options for pancreatitis. Okay. And then there are some other things which I've seen people talking about maybe uh, to do with medium-term management, and that would be things like nutrition. Is that important in these patients? It is, but uh, analgesia, oxygen and intravenous fluid are the mainstay of the treatments first. Okay. And then uh, finally, if we think about um, complications of pancreatitis, uh, how would you sort of classify these? If we look at the complications of pancreatitis uh, from system to system, if we start with the respiratory system, the first complication could be ARDS, which is acute respiratory distress syndrome. The next complication, uh, looking at the cardiovascular system, can be massive fluid depletion and shock. The third complication, looking at the gastrointestinal system, can be prolonged ileus due to inflammation of the pancreas and adjacent small bowel. Uh, And lastly, uh, in very severe cases, you can have problems with the endocrine and exocrine function of the pancreas gland. That would also affect the GI system. 
Okay. And just because I happen to have it in front of me, I can remind, especially the medical students out there, the most important and significant endocrine function would be its uh, influence on the blood sugar levels. So obviously it produces insulin and therefore without this, you'd have a diabetic state. And in terms of the exocrine function, secreting important enzymes into the GI tract, and therefore you could get malnutrition due to things like malabsorption. Okay, and then finally, um, what would you say in terms of something called pancreatic necrosis, complications in and around the pancreas itself? Are these rare? Are they important to know about? They're relatively rare, but they are important to know about because they severely uh, affect mortality in these patients. So common Extreme complications include pseudocysts and necrosis of the pancreas, uh, both of which need specialist care. Okay. And just to reiterate how severe pancreatitis can be, mortality of mild pancreatitis is approximately in the region of 10%. However, with severe pancreatitis, for example, in those patients with a Glasgow score of more than 3, mortality can be as high as 40%. And this is most commonly as a result of sepsis and multi-organ dysfunction. And then basically, finally, what we're going to talk about is, provided the patient gets through this acute episode, things that we could do in the medium to long term in order to improve the patient outcome. One of these things might be dealing with their gallstones, so I presume we would offer them a cholecystectomy, would that be right? Yeah. Uh, Usually, we get people over the early bout of pancreatitis, and when they're well, we bring them back for a laparoscopic cholecystectomy. And the current guidelines in terms of the time frame for a laparoscopic cholecystectomy following pancreatitis are that it should be performed within two weeks. And again, I would make the presumption that in terms of alcohol, the best thing to do would be advise the patient not to drink as much. Absolutely. Okay. And then for all those other causes, the rare ones we mentioned earlier, obviously, if you identify those, you can try and reverse them. So what I'm going to do now is just talk about what we've discussed today. We've talked about the definition of pancreatitis. We've talked about the important causes and some of the more rare causes. We've discussed how the patient might present to the admissions unit. We've discussed the important investigations and also a scoring system, in this case, the modified Glasgow score. Finally, talking about lifestyle and other surgical modifications in order to prevent recurrent attacks. Thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you very much, Katie.